to the Origins of Om podcast. I'm your host, Omaya. What keeps you stuck in the loops of life? In that vicious cycle of so-called shadow work? What are you avoiding? How is it that keep finding yourself coming back to the same things over and over what are you not trying to see this is the question that I have for a lot of you especially because as we continue to see things change in the world is it getting better or is it getting worse for you what makes it worse and then what makes it better Let's get into it. Since 2020, I'd say that was around the time that I actually legally changed the name, my birth name. And when it came to me, I remember it it all came just kind of in bits and pieces, right? Um, So it wasn't like one day I woke up and was like, oh, um, my name is Omaya. You know, it was it was something that came in, you know, little by little. And then, of course, um, things in my life started to make sense. It started to come together. But first, it all had to fall apart. Right. Even though I you know, still believe that I needed to hold up a certain image or something that I felt made me appear as I had it all together. Um, (laughs) Life had to show me that it goes deeper than a character that, you know, I was holding on to. So as I went through my transformation uh, it all happened in, I call it my little yellow house. And it was the first home that um, my family and I had gotten. And it was very spacious. And to me, it was a lot because I was used to, you know, being in apartments or, you know, when I had my children, you know, and left my first marriage, you know, we went back home to my mother's house. So there was um, a lot of comfort in being kind of closed in, right? And with all this space meant that my mind had to expand. You know, my creativity had to expand. And with that, fear came in, doubt and uncertainty And I remember just those internal dialogues alone manifested in this disharmony outside of myself um, with everyone, with my children, with my beloved. There was a sense of just imbalance physically, health-wise, like everything was just Everything needed a reset. So I remember um, (laughs) I went on a deep cleanse. Um, I did juicing. 
I did, um, I did juicing for like over 30 days. Uh, and that came naturally after maybe like two weeks, right. Of just consistent, um, cleansing, detoxing. Um, I remember always saying, you know, I'm getting rid of these parasites, those parasites in my system were, I mean, they've been there for years. A lot of them held on to memories that I'd forgotten from when I was a child. You know, you don't really know how deep this thing goes until you actually go through it. And, you know, you hear all day people say to fast and to, you know, um, you know, cleanse and detox and stuff. But until you really go through it yourself, you won't really understand the the beauty and the clarity that comes with it. And um, so I remember just as I was going through those changes, I would have these moments of shadow work, right? Or the dark night of the soul that would come in and it was pain and agony internally and sometimes physically um, that took me out of my comfort zone and made me see myself in so many other women that are out there hurting and suffering um, emotionally sexually, physically, spiritually, the detachment from them, their true selves, just so that they can entertain the ignorance that exists out here um, in the in this realm. It's it's tough. And I could see myself in those moments of doubt and frustration and confusion uh i could see myself being just like that you know a wild thing right and um it's not something that i want for everyone at all because there's a lot of constant fighting that you're doing with yourself and the people outside of you and one of the things that I've come to learn on this journey of life is that if you're not okay, then the people around you will not be okay. And so everyone wants to, you know, save the world and they want to help others, but it starts with you first. I see a lot of people out here who have, you know, businesses helping others, right? But what I've learned especially when I used to go to church, is that it starts with the head, the leader. And the person that is leading in guiding people to information or even like with the church, I noticed that every church I went to, it attracted a certain group of people, whether the pastor was married for the second time, right? Or he was a pimp or he was a drug addict or whatever story he had. He attracted those types of people, right? And what happens is as you lead people, you take that and you, you gravitate to the fame of it, but you never really continue to do the work within yourself. And so you find 
a lot of these leaders who fall, right, trying to get themselves back up, but they've lost so many people that, that used to see them as somebody who knew what they were talking about and where they were going. This is why it's so important to not create a title for yourself. But if you're going to do the work in helping others, then do the work in helping others and do it for the joy of seeing them win, not for the joy of seeing you prosper. Because all that comes in its beautiful way as it needs to. And fiat is definitely not the answer to happiness and peace and balance and joy. I watch so many people, you know, go from nothing to something and they have everything and then everything falls apart. It's just the pendulum. It's the balance of life, right? And when you look at your life and where you are, shame on you for looking at another person's life and wishing you had it because that is ego, and you never know what that person might be going through. It's a lot of times I I remember growing up, I would see people, you know, in situations and go, wow, why didn't that happen for me? You know, why isn't my life showing up that way? And to be honest, when I had the opportunity to have that and for it to show up that way, I didn't want it. I didn't want it because it wasn't authentic. And it was coming from a space of control. It was coming from a space of um, you have to do this for me in order for me to do this to you. Like you're selling yourself somewhere in order for, you know, someone else's happiness or for your financial gain. And that's just not the direction I wanted to take. As I've come into the year of 2022, I see that the divine has really pulled and torn aspects out of me that I held on to and fought to hold on to out of fear and um, not understanding what letting go really looks like. The beauty of letting go creates more space for something more beautiful to come in. It's not that, oh, if I let go, I'm going to lose this identity of myself. And what happens if I lose this identity of myself? Do I lose the people around me? And if I lose the people around me, then does that mean that, I'm not good enough or that, you know, I'm doing something wrong, that I'm giving up life in order to live in, you know, spirit and in truth. No, it's the complete opposite. A lot of times we create our world and we think that is, you know, it's supposed to look like this and it's supposed to have this and this is the way. But what we miss out on a lot of times is that What is what God has for us is greater than, and I know you hear this a lot, but listen to what I'm saying from someone who, you know, is a rebel. I mean, I have Saturn and Uranus in my, in my chart. Those are my, my two ruling planets. So you're talking transformation and you're talking, you know, this rebellious aspect of myself, but also heavenly, heavenly, you know, divine and and guided in the spirit. So it's this battle between or was this battle between, you know, my my ego and the soul and the truth of myself, who I really, really am when I let go of this identity and let go of this realm 
and trying to perfect my life in it or trying to do something uh, outside of what I was called here to do. When I surrendered myself in 2020 to the divine and, and was given the name, everything shifted for me. It was like, it started to make sense. My yacht started to make sense in my life personally because I needed to create more love, truth, peace, freedom. And then justice came in my life when I was, you know, I felt molested by the law enforcement, when I felt invaded by these corporations who wanted to use the name that my mother had given me against me and it took a while a very it took a minute for me to really allow myself to settle into a lot of the changes that were happening in my life physically mentally and spiritually but then there came this joy that just burst through me after my detox where it was like all of my memories came back from when I was a child you know, I realized I was the living word, that my temple needed to be clean in order for the Christ to live within me. And that, you know, in order for God to exist, I had to be removed. The the I, the capital I, not the E-Y-E, which is the first I, the true self, but the ego I had to leave. My body was so thin, you know. I didn't care about that. It was a moment where I was like, dang, you know, am I not going to be attracted to my beloved? My beloved loved me through it all. He loves me through it all. It was never about my figure, my form. It was always about the soul. <laughs> so that helped a lot. But my confidence was in the spirit. My confidence was in, you know, I'm doing this so that I can get clear, so I can hear better. That all those all those attachments to food, all those attachments to drinking and smoking, that was becoming a burden. It wasn't any more of a pleasure or uplifting or channel for me to tap into the spirit. It was becoming a hindrance, a block. So I had to give it up. But what I've learned about the power of God and the power of living in divine truth is that you can enjoy life and be in life without consuming so much of it, right? And keeping yourself in harmony. But first, you must sacrifice. You must sacrifice somewhere in your life. You don't go on a, on a fast and then, you know, one or two days and then that's it and say, oh, I did this fast. I'm good. No, this is a day-to-day -day process of coming out of your comfort zone. Suffer a little bit, suffer some more, suffer enough to where you can appreciate the riches of life and what is being given to you. If you just only knew happiness, right, you would never appreciate happiness because it'll be too much after a while. But if you understood sadness, pain, heartbreak, and this is all coming from yourself that you're creating in yourself in order to activate love, joy, peace, happiness, 
you appreciate those things more. It becomes more of a, I don't, you know, I want to be mindful of how I show up today because I know that if I generate this negative aspect of myself, if I generate anger and hate and jealousy, judgment, you know, in the worst way, condemnation, whatever, then it's going to reflect in my life somewhere personally. I notice I watch people all the time. They'll judge, you know, their their family for the things that they did, not realizing that they're creating the pain in their body that their family member suffers from. I know people who suffer through kidney issues, right? Or gallbladder issues or even cancer judging off of somebody else's lifestyle. And that person's living just fine. But because of their their judgment and their concern for someone else, they neglect the concern of themselves to even realize like, hey, aren't you concerned that you're even worried about another person right now? That is causing you dis-ease in your own body because the, the subconscious doesn't know anything outside of you. So what are you really looking at when you're looking at other people? You're looking at your organs. When you talk about the EYE, the eye, the pineal gland, you're talking about a channel that is communicating throughout the nervous system that is connected to the blood and the organs and all that. Nothing is separate from each other. So it's all happening internally all at one time. And so you're blessed to have these two lenses to be able to perceive what's going on inside of you so that now you can practice uh, more softening and gentleness for yourself. As you do that for yourself, you become more soft and gentle towards others. This is what the feminine or female energy of today has turned more into a masculine energy out of this dis-ease inside of the body. You've let so many people inside of you and then you get mad because you've allowed all these people in you, but you're inviting them in off of the, what, the attraction of how they look or the word that they said that made you feel validated. Um, you know, they gave you some time and, and some money, and maybe that made you feel, you know, validated, made you feel appreciated. Oh, I never had this. This means something to me. Okay. But then when they let you down, now they're the devil. Now they're the one that's wrong. They're the evil people. No, 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 no. See, you knew initially when you laid your lens on them, that they were a reflection of you. And if you didn't, now you know. A lot of times we experience others who must sacrifice their their true nature and beauty, whether it's they show up as a narcissist or, you know, um, you know, emotionally weak or whatever the story is with, you know, when you meet somebody whatever their flaws are, and then 
maybe at that moment in the beginning, you were so in love, it didn't even matter. They were beautiful to you. But then they turned on you or they didn't agree with how you lived and how you saw the world. And then that became oh, uh, that became a, a, a friction in your life. It became a problem, right? And so maybe you play the victim or the persecutor. Or maybe, again, you try to rescue them out of their own sadness and their own life process. How about every individual here on this planet is here because of some past life crime that they committed? How about that? Think about that. Every body that walks on this plane is a vessel for the soul to experience life. But why is the soul, why does the soul need to experience life? What does life have to offer? People go, oh, life only has to offer pain and agony and suffering. No, it doesn't. See, there's more to you that you discover along life's journey. Or should I say life's moments? In every waking state, you get the opportunity to transform how your life looks. If you're going on three years of doing shadow work, then you're steady going back into that vicious cycle. If you're still dealing with struggling relationships, insecure partners, then you're afraid of the true you and you're comfortable with being in prison in your mind, in your body and in your spirit. And if that's where you are, then be there. But I guarantee you, if we did a one-on-one, if we did a one-on-one and you can ask anybody that knows me, knows your life is going to change. You're going to let go of things, whether you want to or not. And this is the blessing of having that opportunity to say, you know what, I'm willing to experience the roller coaster ride because I know that when I'm done, it'll be at peace and I'll be at ease. Life is not always this up and down, up and down, up and down, unless you choose the up and down, up and down, up and down. But order is necessary. Order, divine order is necessary. Connection and understanding to nature itself brings realization to your own personal life and development. There's nothing to be afraid of. The only fear is being caught up in a cycle of life, going through it over and over and not realizing that every birth, your memory is erased So you're starting anew. All these deja vu moments, all these moments of like, oh, I had a dream and this happened and now this is happening in my waking state. You haven't yet discovered your true power and how infinite you are. You haven't really gotten the opportunity to see that you're more than just the body. You're more than just your experiences in life. You're more than just what everyone tells you you are. 
it's deeper than that. And so when I say things like get quiet, be still, right? You know, people I notice can only do that for so long and then they, they start freaking out. It starts to feel like stagnant to them. And the truth is, it's only stagnant if you're not active in your body, whether it's in, you know, breathing exercises, physical practices, whether it's exercise, asana, whatever, whatever, um, reading, um, you know, taking care of your health, your body, you know, being in the sun, being in nature. I mean, think about it. If you're overseas, you're on the islands. You think they're thinking about the pursuit of wealth and happiness right now? Some may be, and that's why they come to America or they go somewhere where they know that they can work a job and, you know, have all these, you know, house and cars and all that. But all that's clutter. It gets in the way of why you're here, what you're here to do. When a person is in jail and they're doing time, why do you think they always come out, you know, not all, but most, you know, come out in a state of realization, whether they choose to pick a religion or they choose to see the truth of life, you know, it's that, it's that time that they get to sit and not do much. They don't have the world pulling at them, asking them to pay this bill or to come and work for them here, or, you know, they have to eat all this food in order to live and, you know, or they got the money to buy all this stuff, so they just buy it all up. Discipline is so important if you want to truly ascend in consciousness, in your mindset, and how you see the realm, how you see this world. It's not about a, a, a ghost ascension. This is a mindful ascension, a realization a connection with the source energy. You become a sorcerer. That's spirit, man. That's discipline. That's allowing myself to go through certain things that most people couldn't even freaking fathom or imagine. You know, because they want to be comfortable. Comfortable. They want to be, you know, they want to be perfect all the time. They want things to be perfect all the time. They don't want to see the, the darkest of days. And those that sit in the darkness all day and experience pain and suffering and agony, you know, um, become content with that. Or they use that as an excuse in their life to keep people, you know, doing for them or to keep it's, it's another form of validation. You know, some of them are like, well, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. You know, I was in a situation where I literally felt like I, it was over. I'm done. All right. I'm at the bottom. Right. I could have stayed at the bottom. But I always tell myself I will bounce back. I spoke life into myself. And even in speaking life into myself. Right. I discovered that the power of the mind and the words that we speak will open windows and opportunities for us to to have more and to do more. And I always see my life flourishing into more and more and more, right? But I know I'm not here to gain the world. What are you here to do? Maybe it's time to do something different. Maybe it's time to really let go of being comfortable right now because things are about to get uncomfortable anyway in just about a good few minutes.
we talking about a good month, you're going to see some real things popping off. If you haven't already, it's going to get even wilder because all this has to come down and I'm here for it. I was born for this. You get what I'm saying? I was bred it for this. So I fear nothing. I'm ready for whatever. You get what I'm saying? And you got to have that type of spirit. You got to have that type of mindset. You got to be willing to say no to the world and what they're offering and yes to the spirit and what's coming in. If that means that you lose this vessel, so be it. And not I'm ready for the aliens to come pick me up so that I can get, man, bump all that. Bump, forget all that. We talking about give up this idea of who you think you are and surrender your life over to the divine so that the divine can live in you so that the Shiva Shakti energy can become one the masculine and the feminine aspects of you can become one the God and the devil can become one the good and the evil can become one how that looks is from the other podcasts that I've expressed this about balance harmony in tune with yourself Get out of the chaos. Get out of the constant cycle of woe is me and playing the victim. Stop trying to seek other people for the validation. You could go to church all day and it's never going to be enough until you go in with yourself and do the work. No one has the answer for you but you. And it sounds so cliche, but oh my gosh. It took me a while to realize that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Trust your gut. You got so much stuff in your gut, you can't even trust it because it's cluttered with all the parasites eating at you and telling you what to do and what to eat. And you need this because if you don't, this is going to happen. And just all these lies. So you have a lack of trust for yourself. You have a lack of intuitiveness for yourself because you're so fogged up in your belly. You think that you could still eat a little bread or something here and there and drink a little something here and there and you're good. No, you haven't even done the work yet. You haven't even sacrificed any of that stuff yet. You haven't done a complete cleansing of just fruits and vegetables completely for at least a month or two before you can even talk about, you know, a transformation. You haven't even tried it yet. And even when doing that, clearing out everything else in your in your life, the people around you, all that, all that goes together. It's a complete flushing and detox of your entire life. Fuck the social media. You don't need the validation. Forget talking to the people that, you know, only make you feel good, but don't want to tell you the truth. All that's done and out the window. Because what's going to happen is you're going to see a lot of people that are really losing their minds more and more every day. And they're going to need a lot of repair. And what if it, it only takes you to start the work in order for your family to start healing? Not even a what if. It is so. I don't even know where the what if came from. I think it was just more of me trying to not landed on people so heavy. Bump that. Forget all that. <laughs> it is so. It takes you to do the work. 
It's going to take you to be the living vessel to bring healing to your mother, to your grandmother, your great-grandmother, your sisters, your cousins, your friends, or people that you know, people that you don't know, people that you'll encounter. Forget your face. Forget your body and all that. Forget all that. Y'all trying to perfect this dumb body stuff, this face and filters and all that. That stuff is going to tarnish and go. What's sad is how all these filters are being used and you don't even realize how much damage you're doing to yourself. Because when you look back at those pictures, you never look like that. You never really look that way. And you don't look that way even in the mirror. And even without filters, if you don't use filters, you don't look like that. What others see is not the same as what you see in the mirror. And I'm going to leave that there. It was an honor speaking with you. I'll talk to you all another time. Until next time. Later. Peace, peace, peace. And welcome to the Origins of Om podcast. I'm your host, Omaya. Oh